Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Hey, enough of us. Let's get to an expert uh, that can talk to us a little bit more about this uh, topic, and that is Jonathan Roberts, the editor, uh, feature videos at SPH, and film reviewer for the new paper. Jonathan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning. Thank you. I can't believe we haven't had you on before. I've got to listen to Neil all the time talk about movies. It'd be better to have you on, I think, more often. Um, depends on your perspective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also... I, I I don't do the southern accent either, and well, clearly neither does Neil. But <laughs> neither do I. So. No, there's no there's no drawback there, my friend. We don't let talent get in the way. All right, let's get into it. We've yeah, all seen the film. Uh, I read your review. Uh, I've read all your reviews of the recent Bond movies. Before we get into it, I mean, give us spoiler free. Give us your own take on No Time to Die first. Um, it was brilliant. Um, I think it's the perfect, uh, everyone's been saying, it's the perfect way to send Daniel Craig off. Mm. And it's rare that a Bond has ever been able to finish on his own terms. Mm. Um, no other Bond has managed to do that. They've either aged out, like you mentioned, with Few to a Kill, which was like three movies too late for Roger Moore. As much <laughs> as I love Roger Moore. Same. Yeah. He was... Long yeah, in the tooth. It, <laughs> It's, well, you look at his 80s versions, uh, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and uh, A View to a Kill. They are Roger Moore films paired with James Bond moments. Yeah. Basically, he's Roger Moore with the occasional James Bond moment. And he doesn't run, he doesn't do anything. He <laughs> can't do anything. And the, the age difference between him and the actresses is... <laughs> Concerning. <problematic>. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you're right, but you no, make a no good... Time to die is, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it, and you make a very good point there that, uh, has, as one or two reviewers have mentioned, which is Piers Brosnan, final movie, terrible, die another day, view yep. to a kill... Yep. Terrible. I mean, he has good moments, but he's too old. Uh, uh, Sean yeah. Connery, not very good. Diamonds are forever. You can clearly see he's ah, not interested um, yeah. at all. Timothy Dalton's I like, also, License to Kill. Uh, but yes, Daniel Craig is the only Bond that goes out on his own terms. It's a good point. And he's, I mean, certainly he's aged the best out of all of them. If hmm. you look at Diamonds are Forever, you would not believe that Sean Connery's 39 when he was filming that. And he, he was he about was 60. <laughs> and Blofeld, Charles Gray, who's playing Blofeld, yeah. looks older than him, and he's only like 42. <laughs> I, I is that right? 39? Older. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it is. It's so he, he'd let himself go that much. Really. That is extraordinary. That, you know, was, 39 oh, when yeah. he played... The, the excesses yeah. of Hollywood. And not only that, <laughs> when so he, he came he back... He released. Well, when he came back and he did the, the offshoot, you know, Never Say Never Again mm-hmm. in about 1983, when people yeah. really thought he was an extraordinarily old man, I'm still guessing he's younger then than Daniel Craig is now. Is that correct? He must be. About the same age, yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, he, got in, he got into shape again. You look at him in Outland... Just not to divert too much, but you look at him in Outland, which is 1980, and he looks the business. Sean Connery really got back into shape. Hmm. But for Diamonds Are Forever, I mean, the wig doesn't help because they've made it more receding than ever. His eyebrows are, like, going that way. (laughs) Uh, He's got a bit of a pot belly. He's got the the timber. He's got the timber. I mean, he's he's got the swagger. He's He's still got that charm, obviously. 
Yeah. But yeah, it, it's um, for what they paid for him. <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> John, Jonathan, let's bring it back to um, to Daniel Craig now, because there has been. I, mm. I think people are very much on one side or the other. Retire the series now. It's had a good run, and this was a great movie to retire it on. And then a very strong uh, lot of voices on the other side saying, no, we've got to keep it going, but let's evolve the James Bond character. A woman, a person of color, you know, however that would shake down. Mm. When, uh, which, which argument seems to be the most legitimate from the perspective of the series, the body of work, right? Um, and, and how many movies there have been. It's unprecedented that there, there's never been as many movies in one series as this, as the Bond uh, franchise. What do you think about those two arguments? Which is there one that, that comes out ahead? As it says at the end of the movie, James Bond will return. And they've only been wrong about that twice. Always at the end of the movies, James Bond will return. Mm-hmm. They've only been wrong twice. Once was at the end of um, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me because they said James Bond will return in For Your Eyes Only and he didn't. Mm. He came back in Moonraker because they followed the Star Star Wars thing and decided to send him into space. Um, And then the other one was at the end of Octopussy when they got the title of A View for for a Kill wrong. I didn't realise that. From A View for a Kill. Mm. It's a minor thing. But otherwise... They've been spot on. James Bond will return, and I believe James Bond will. Um, I think what affects it for people is that they see it as James Bond was one character played by multiple people up to possibly Pierce Bosnan, which doesn't make sense logically because, you know, obviously you can't be that old and running yeah. around. <laughs> Clearly, the Daniel Craig things are a microcosm, if you like. It's an origin and now he's done with the series. So I do not envy whoever follows Daniel Craig because he is, yeah. for me, top-notch, the Bond. The, yeah. the series started as strong as any... I mean, I'm a big fan of Casino Royale. It blew me away, and I think it's not just the best Bond. I think it's in my top ten movies full stop. Wow. It is a brilliant film. It's a brilliant film on so many levels, whether it's you're stretching your budget to become something amazing, but it's the structure, the everything that goes into it. I mean, some things that don't get mentioned is just the action in it. It's just, it's an amazing action film, whether it's James Bond or not, which is not something you can always say with James Bond films. No, I'd agree um, with that. I, I would agree with that, Jonathan. Caveats. Yeah, I, I think Casino Royale is a classic. I mean, an absolute—it's uh, an absolute standalone classic. And and and, and Bond is Craig's Bond is the only Bond, as we've already mentioned, to get a full character arc. You know, you've got mm. the origin mm. story in yep. Casino Royale. He's slightly washed up, bit too old by Skyfall, which I have to say got a little bit repetitive. That 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 motif. He's too old. He's too old. And then this one, he finally wraps it up. My, I mean, Glenn makes fun of me. Well, just anyway, but he he makes fun of me particularly <laughs> with this one because it's what we do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie on this, Jonathan. I was in a funny mood. I think I said this to you offline. I was a bit emotional watching this film. I don't know what your reaction oh, yeah. was, and it completely, <laughs> completely surprised me because I don't get emotional watching James Bond. It's James Bond. You, you watch it for a laugh, but um, the ending got to me for several reasons. One, I felt it was the end of. Daniel Craig, obviously, era, but also it just felt like the end of something. 
the end of a certain kind of character, a certain kind of Britishness, yeah. a certain kind. Of, I'm not even sure where James Bond stands in a post-Brexit world. Do you know what I mean? I was probably looking at it a bit too deeply, but probably, yeah, I the, think the, you the, might be doing yeah. that. Yeah. But, but that's what I tend to do anyway. But the character as it stands, I'm not sure where it fits in 2021. That's all I'm saying. I think there's a great opportunity for them now because the. The weird thing about the series is that whilst it led the way with Sean Connery and Dr. No and it blew everyone away, and it was... You've got to remember that the, the series served in two purposes. One, it was an amazing British agent, which also, when I saw my first film, which was Live and Let Die, when Sorry. I was seven, I could not believe that he was British because we had so many American action films and so much American TV that... It was like, oh, British people are allowed to be action people. Um, mm. But there's so, much, there's so much scope now because, I mean, one of the big arguments is that it's not as fun as it used to be. It's not just standalone things where, you know, Double O Seven turns up to him and says, oh, you know, come along, Bond. You know, there's a megalomaniac wanting to blow up the world and he goes, oh, well, let's go and stop him. And he goes off and, you know, uh, meets the, the Bond girl and has fun and gadgets. That stuff has gone away. And I think there's an element um, of that, Jonathan, just to jump in, where I, mm. I, I said this to you before, I love the Daniel Craig, he's got a martini look. I love the <laughs> Daniel Craig films. I really, really do. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I really, really do. But I do think there was a risk of them becoming a bit too po-faced and a bit too earnest yes. and yep. um, a bit too Christopher Nolan-ified. I mean, one of the great things about Batman Begins that he brought a grittiness to it, everybody went that way after that. It was the Jason Bourne effect. It was the Batman Begins effect where everything had to be serious and grounded and gritty and realistic and Bond must bleed and cry and all that. That's fine. I've got no issue with that. But I grew up with Roger Moore, like you did, who got the absurdity of Bond in the sense that I'm a secret agent. Roger Moore always said this. I'm a secret agent. Every hotel I go in in the world, they go, oh, Mr. Bond, good to see you again. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. I'd yeah. like to see a bit of that come back, Jonathan, wouldn't you? A little bit. Yeah, there is, there is that. Uh, and funny, if you mentioned Batman Begins, I, I interviewed Christian Bale back when he was starting with Batman Begins. Um, and I was asking him, because Bond was still on hiatus at that point, mm. and, you know, they were still looking. I was saying, you must have been approached. You must have been interviewed. You, you are a young British actor of that age. Would you be interested in Bond? And he was like, no, it's a joke. It's a complete joke. And I think that, that was the Austin Powers effect as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Bond had come in and shown you what action could do. At the same time, Austin Powers had made a joke of it, which, ironically, I mean... People hate Spectre quite a bit, quite possibly because one of the plot points of Spectre is from Austin Powers' gold member. <laughs> right. Blofeld, in yeah. that yeah. Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are brothers. Yeah. And then I can't believe nobody said that during the scripting stage. You, do you know this plot point where Bond and Blofeld are brothers are, <laughs> is from gold? Anyway, um, <laughs> I think the other thing with Bond is that people have a lot of assumptions of what it should be. Now, if you look at something like Live and Let Die, that threw out as many Bond tropes as Casino Royale. He doesn't wear a suit. In fact, do you know, I'll ask you a trivia question. Shaken, not stirred with the martini, right? Mm. 
how many times did Sean Connery say that? I, I don't know the answer, hmm. but I suspect it's more than Roger Moore, I think. Is that correct? It is. It is. Do you know how many times? Once. Right. Sean Connery really? only says shaken, not stirred, once. Everyone else says it to him. Roger Moore never says it at all. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Which yeah. is so why there was no cue, right? Say, there was no yeah. cue in Live and Let Die because they were trying to move away from Sean Connery's Bond slightly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jonathan. They, they, uh, they moved away from it completely. Yep. Sorry. We're talking with Jonathan Roberts, yep. uh, editor and features video, uh, SPH uh, film reviewer at the New Paper. Uh, and let's just finish off on this last, I guess, uh, concept or idea. And, and Neil brought this up a couple weeks ago. One. If, in fact, they are going to continue the series and move on to, let's say, a woman bond, um, is it not – or even a a person of color – is it not time for a new – superhero to come out or or agent um and are they are are they not deserving of their own character and not a just rehashed white man's character that is now going to be a person of color or a female you know it does it is it not time that they get their own their own right um whoever whoever they decide to carry on with the series next assuming it would be um you know somebody other than a white male no, absolutely. I, th- I think um, that was a good point you made yeah, the other if, week, if, by the way, if Neil. You, if you yeah. just if you just switch it um, for the sake of it, then you're being reductive. It's the same as who should be the next Bond. Full stop. If you just go for either someone who fits the silhouette of Bond rather than the character of Bond, then you're going to come a cropper. Everyone's got that. Oh, he'd be great for Bond. You know, they, they see people and they say, oh. He looks good in a suit. Everybody's got an that opinion. That could be the next one. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, but it's it's not always the usual things. And Daniel Craig was a complete left field choice, yeah. and it worked out so well because they got the character mm. and what they wanted to do with him, which is more serious. And controversial too. When I he think, first was announced, uh, I, I didn't think he was right at all for it, and many people didn't. In fact, I did say when we did a feature just before uh, he was announced, and I was saying, "Who is Daniel Craig? This man with a." face of a unsuccessful boxer right <laughs> um he, he was you know he was, he was yeah. not the conventional thing but if you saw a film called layer cake mm, which which is what cast him could do it yeah. so so you should be really looking for these mm. kind of um non-official audition films sure, really, sure. from characters all right so I, I, yeah i don't think go on yeah it shouldn't be a woman for any uh just for the sake of it um i mean people talk about uh, you know, talk about Idris Elba. I, I don't see a problem with a, a man of any type playing Bond because the the idea of Bond is that he has to be unreconstructed in some way. Yeah. So that opens up to pretty much anyone. I mean, no, the joke no. is whether whether yeah. it's a posh white bloke or whatever, he doesn't get that he is in the wrong quite sometimes. And that's where the conflict has to come in. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, just not a, it's, always. it's just the worst kind of it reductive is, tokenism, as you mentioned there. Just yeah, write better roles yeah. for women and write better roles for black actors. I mean, <laughs> don't give them an old, a 50-year-old white man's role. Uh, just leave that one alone. <laughs> uh, all right, wrap it up then. Moving ahead, in your opinion, left field, right field, any field, who's your favourite contenders to be the next James Bond? Um... Okay, I was going to say the guy from Bridgerton. Who I don't know. uh, I haven't seen Bridgerton. Okay, yes. Oh, he, he, but again, I think that's also in the the realm of 
he has the kind of look, he has the eyebrow, he has the suaveness. He might be able to do it. I, I'm, I'm quite sure we haven't seen him yet. Or you may not know that you've seen them. Right. Um, if they do it right, yeah, it's, it's not somebody that you've particularly heard of. I think if it's someone that everyone says, oh, they'd make a great bond, then they're going to be in trouble. Whoever yeah. it is, I don't envy them. Daniel Craig sets such a standard <laughs> that everything now is going to be, oh, it, it's a bit too light-hearted now, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. You know it's, it's going to be the same arguments. For, big shoes which we've been having for 50 years though haven't we I mean they yeah. couldn't replace yeah. Connery we couldn't replace to be fair to Broccoli and Michael Wilson I think each decade generally speaking Glenn they've always picked relatively the right man for the time for because the, time. the times change through the decades yeah. and they've very yeah. rarely got it wrong yeah yeah. Awesome. Hey, we got to leave it there. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Jonathan Roberts, for being with us from the new paper. Really appreciate your time and your insight. And when the announcement is made on who the yes. next Bond is, we will have you back. We will indeed. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Enjoy the rest of your shaken or stirred beverage, whatever that may be. <laughs> have a great day. Cheers, Mike. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.